evening, everyone. Um, just recently, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a, a Buddhist practitioner who went back and had a, um, a conversation with her teacher in Asia. Uh, she's Asian as well. And um, she was interviewing him about mindfulness and meditation generally. And she asked him, do you know, is there anything in particular that you think is, is missing in contemporary practice? And he said, yes, um, I think sincerity is. He said, I think that, that a lot of these meditation methods become techniques um, for calming the mind and so on and so on, and that's good. But at the essence of Dharma practice is the, um, the cultivation of sincerity. And um, since I had that conversation, I've been um, reflecting a lot on what sincerity is. It's really hard to pin down. I find it really hard to pin down. But um, what may give us a clue as to what sincerity is, that the Latin root of sincerity, the word actually means um, uh, one grain, like uh, not mixed with other grains, like just pure wheat or pure maize or whatever, <laughs> nothing mixed in. And, um, and in the, the, the Japanese word for um, uh, sincerity is, is shijoshin. Shin means mind. So it means kind of like true, real mind or completely genuine mind is really the, the essence of it. Um, often it's, it's easier to, uh, to uh, try and understand some of these concepts like sincerity by saying what it isn't rather than what it is. But it's, um, it's where there's no um, hurtful deceit. Um, it's like a, a sense of innocent mind, a just mind, and a mind that if it has to speak, um, speaks accordingly from this, this position of, of, um, of just. Um, maybe the, the, um, her Buddhist teacher um, is picking up something that, that I pick up in the media um, often. Probably many of you have seen um, instances of um, people who are sports people or politicians or celebrities or whatever and they, they get caught out over something, you know, like, um, something crossing sexual boundaries or something to do with money or whatever or abusing other people. And then they, they come out and apologise, you know, on, on national television, like, I'm really sorry I did da-da-da-da-da. And you kind of look at them and you think, that does not come across as a sincere apology. And who, who am I to say but it? That's the feeling that you get. Kind of read from a bit of paper and it's gone through quickly and they get off, off stage as quickly as they can. There's something, um, and um, in our, in some ways in our contemporary society, um, being sincere has been distorted into a strategy. You know, it, it's a strategy to get a certain result, you know, or to influence in some way, um, but it's not the real thing. Because as soon as it's a strategy, it's not sincere. You know, it's got some other motive or ulterior motive to it. So true sincerity is something which is um, artless, you know, um, has no guile 
in it whatsoever. And it's a characteristic which was um, highly valued by, by uh, the Greeks, such as Aristotle. And it's also um, a human characteristic which is um, very greatly appreciated in, um, in Asian cultures, and particularly in Japanese culture, you know, to cultivate this, this innocent mind of sincerity. Now, if we look at it within a, within a Zen context, um, Yasutani Roshi, who was uh, one of Joko's teachers, um, uh, once uh, was asked a question about, you know, how sincere you needed to be to be a Zen student, because one of the one of the statements about Zen students is that, you know, a, a good student needs great faith, great doubt, and great sincerity. So the student asks, how much sincerity do you need to practice in? Which is what a sincere person would ask, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and Yasutani famously said 10% is enough. Because if you're 100% sincere, you'd be enlightened anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we, need, we need a sense of sincerity to begin practice. And, and as the practice deepens um, over years, um, Sincerity, in a sense, is not—it's not something you can aim at, but something which um, is cultivated um, indirectly through the practice. And if you look at it in a broader context, you look at the sun, you look at the moon, you look at flowers, you look at trees, you look at rivers—they're sincere. Right? And they're not being anything other than what they are. They're just sincere. They don't. They don't have guile, they don't have strategies, they just do what they do. And in a sense, when we get caught up in our own um, thinking, you know, in our own self-centred thinking, and we get caught up in attachment and aversion, then, then, then that natural sincerity we had, like with the trees and the flowers, it's getting distorted in some way. And, um, and we end up distorting the reality of our subjective experience or our broader objective experience by um, exaggerating, um, minimising, denying, but we, we turn things to the way we want it to be um, and then we've lost touch with our true self. And so the practice of Zen, as we keep reminding ourselves over and over again, is about to see how that grasping mind, that aversion mind, that dulling out mind keeps operating moment to moment, trying to, trying to get an advantage, trying to get its own way in some way. Um, and just simply noticing it and noticing it is an act of sincerity. Just to even acknowledge that those energies move within us and, to, and completely acknowledge that's what's happening, that in itself is an act of sincerity. And then over the years, as the practice wears away that grasping and aversion, then we, we just come into being a body that's breathing, you know, and seeing and hearing. And that way we, 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 uh, re, we, we, uh, we uh, rediscover what our original sincerity was before it got distorted. So it's a wonderful thing, sincerity, and like 
things like happiness and so on, the way if you try and move towards it and try and cultivate it into self-conscious a way, then you get further away from it. Um, but if you deceive yourself, do you know, or you're working on strategies to get through life, then then you haven't really touched the essence of what um, life is. And that's our true practice here, to touch the essence of what life is. So as I said during the, the sitting, the original statement about Zen practitioners needing great faith, great doubt and great sincerity. But another way of putting it is, what do you need to practice Zen? Sincerity, sincerity, sincerity. That in itself is the completeness of it. 